Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 45 of the Mizog Art Podcast. If you listened to the Michael Warner episode just a few days ago, you'll know that that was the first of three episodes. This is number two, Love Jordan. Love Jordan are a pair of artists called Johnny Love and Samuel Jordan. Love Jordan, along with Michael Warner, Susan Bunn, Emma Reynolds and Nettie Ram, are all part of a group exhibition called A River Runs Through It which is on at Gallery Oxo between the 4th and the 8th of September. Gallery Oxo being the space at the bottom of the Oxo Tower on the South Bank. The order and composition of Love Jordan's work emits a warmth at first sight. In one of their works, you'll see a dozen small corked bottles with various amounts of pigments. It leads you to believe that Love Jordan employ a team of assistants. But they don't, it's just Johnny and Samuel, and the amount of man-hours they put into each work. Well, I can't even think how many it must be. In this episode, they mentioned that one of their works, if I remember rightly, consisted of 130,000 items. But surely that's only got to be possible with good teamwork, right? So come with me and see just how much of a good team Johnny Love and Samuel Jordan are. I'm in the studio with Love Jordan, which is Johnny Love and Samuel Jordan. Hello. Morning, fellas. Hello, hello. Hello. Um, we're here today, we're talking about your group show, which is A River Runs Through It. That's right. Uh, it's our fourth show, it's an annual show, and it's at um, Gallery at Oxo, which is under the Oxo Tower. Yeah. Um, and there's five of us, five artists, um, quite different artists, and uh, the show is all inspired by London. Um, so we have, we have ourselves, and we're quite um, contemporary with our approach. Um, so we have um, London Smells in Bottles, 
um, colours representing London, um, a collection of found wood which we found over a period of two years, um, put together, uh, made up into a new city, so a new wooden city. Uh, we have Susan Bunn and she is based in Richmond, so her work is very much influenced by Richmond Park. Yeah. So you, there's a few stags, um, uh, a lot of vistas of Richmond Park itself. Uh, we have Nessie Ram and she trained as a botanist, so her um, paintings of London are really intricate and I believe they take um, sometimes a few years to paint and there's a lot of um, foliage in there, really detailed and they're really um, spectacular to view. Yeah. And finally we have Michael Woolner and he's a photographer and he prints um, almost exclusively on aluminium, uh, quite vibrant prints of London. Uh, you can also find him hanging out of a helicopter with his, with his uh, camera uh, across cities around the world. Emma Reynolds, she's a printmaker and she does Vibrant Prints of, vibrant prints of London. I believe she's won a few awards for her work as well. Good. So that's us, the uh, Urban Soup Collective. The show's on from September the 4th to September the 8th. That's right. At the Oxo Tower. Your work. Yes. Where does the name Love Jordan come from? Obviously, it's the pair of you, but was there any debate as to which way round the name went? Um, well, we did briefly discuss calling ourselves Jordan Love, but it sounds like one single person. <laughs> so we are known as Love Jordan. Johnny Love, Samuel Jordan. It just works as a collaborative. Okay. Yeah. I've got seven different questions that I ask each artist. Okay. If I could go to Samuel first. So that his voice is, <laughs> is heard. I know, I'm very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> How would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Um, I think our art tends to border on a bit of insane. It's kind of like all of our stuff is all about um, kind of the intricate side of of life, as it were. If you yeah. kind of view our work, you might think we have um, OCD, I guess. Like uh, everything is about... It is so pleasurable to yeah. look at. It, it's insane like you look at it and sometimes it can kind of take your eyes a couple of minutes to adjust because there's so much detail mm. in there um but the funny thing is you can you can see the slightly different art styles that me and johnny have yeah. like i'm i'm much more of a i take my time it's much more i know line perfect if you will whereas then Johnny is ever so slightly more chaotic. Comes up and messes all that yeah. hard work yeah. up. Yeah. I'm I really, take his advice yeah. and he ruins his own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really impatient. I just I just want to see it finished and I want yeah. it in front of me finished, you know. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. you're yeah, you do sort of do You're more precise, I'd say. You're very much more precise than I am. Yeah, that's why uh that's why I come in and do like short bursts. Like Johnny's here all the time. Yeah. But obviously I have another job, so when I come in I do like tiny little It sounds like bits. That Johnny does a lot of the work, you mm -hmm. come in to tidy it up. <laughs> Actually, I never thought of it that way. I, I like this, yes. Uh, but your the, the work I've seen of yours, yeah. small miniature bottles, yeah. mm -hmm. um, filled with some filled with colour. Mm -hmm. What is it, pigments or yeah, 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 yeah. Like we you know, we've messed we've kind of messed around with a few different um mediums. Like it started off with paint and then we started doing food colouring, um, and then a few other materials, and then we kind of settled on the paint kind of does a bit bit more of what we needed to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know, food colouring, like, it looked great, but in the end, it, it just wasn't our cup of tea. 
I guess. Yeah, it wasn't performing as well as the paint, I'd say. Yeah. Um, although food, food colouring, it's more vibrant. Mm. Uh, it's more translucent as well. So, yeah. And the light really hits it. But I think the paint, I think in the longer term, it works better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'd agree. Definitely agree. And the keys I found very soothing to look at. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a sort of collectaholic kind of uh, thing going on with us. There's definitely a, like, we're not hoarders, but if you take certain things like keys or even the miniature bottles, like when we're not using them, there's a whole cabinet full of little I bottles. I can imagine, yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's bonkers. yeah. It's a lot of fun, though. Well, there's something satisfying about something en masse. It doesn't matter what it is. No. Yeah. But, you know, one key It looks own, like a crowd. Yes. yes. A crowd of keys. Yeah. Yes, precisely. So... Um, yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know why we're collecting stuff because a lot do of it doesn't get used in art. Do you know we how just it started off with collecting, which is, is a bit creepy. But like when we kind of first got together, like I don't know why, but whenever we'd cut our hair, we had a jar and we'd just put the hair in there. Yes, that's I right. Like and that. we've only recently combined use the pair yeah. of you. Would so there'd be like some brown hair, some two... blonde. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. It's only recently, like after what 10 years being in a jar that we finally started tried something with it, it. yeah <laughs> oh, I want you to separate it <laughs> <laughs> each <laughs> one for me one for you <laughs> um, when was your first interest in art okay um, when was I first interested in art I think I've always been interested in art um, I guess if I could re if I really trace it back, uh, my uncle and auntie they used to live in central London in Covent Garden, and whenever and they're very cosmopolitan people, so whenever I went to stay with them, they would always take me to art galleries, mm. and that was from age I don't know six seven. So I was exposed yeah. to nice. a lot of quality stuff. My my parents aren't art orientated. Mm. In fact, they make it quite clear that a lot of it to them is nonsense. <laughs> you know, if it doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like, then it is shit, yeah. and it's not art. Yeah. Um, whereas my uncle and auntie, they're they're so on it; they recognise what art is and what art isn't. Not that anything isn't art, but um, so I guess I guess from that early age, um, and in terms of sort of becoming an artist, um, I I started drawing portraits over eBay. Um, that well-known artist platform. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work out? Yeah, not very well. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good at it. But um, everyone's got a perception of what they look like. So when you present them something um, and it may be slightly off, it's not slightly off to them. It's way off. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's... Well, it, they're looking at their ego rather than their portrait. Oh, definitely. They? And no one looks at a portrait thinking... That's everyone wants to look like. Oh, the guys would want to look like oh, Brad yeah. Pitt, wouldn't yeah. they? Oh yeah. And you know what? It's easier to tell someone a negative opinion over the internet rather than to their face. <laughs> so I used to get all sorts of abuse, and uh, in the end, I thought, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so you want portraits or eBay? Both. Oh man, yeah. But, but portraits. Wow, what a tough gig. Unless you you are spot on, you know, photo perfect. You know, it is a that is a tough old job. I don't think many people want portraits anymore either, do they? Well, it, I mean, send, sending a portrait to people who aren't into art mm. is a different thing to sending it to someone who is. A, a, picture perfect, that... a picture perfect, it doesn't do it for me. Uh, only on portraits is what I'm on yeah. about. Yeah, 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 portrait, picture perfect portraits. They just don't do it for me. I want, I want to That's see... That's what cameras are for, right? Absolutely. I, I want to see 
the artist's um, hand in there as yeah, it were, and the style. So, so these people I was working for over eBay, they they wanted a picture perfect. Mm. Okay, so what about people that paint photorealistic? Yeah, they have all the talent in the world. It's incredible. It's amazing what they do. But I just, I can't help but think in the back of my head, just take a picture and it, you'll have the exact <laughs> same outcome. I get it though. They are incredible. I tried to get one of those for my uh, for my passport this year. No, what? I, uh, I wanted to get a photorealistic yeah, portrait. And I didn't think of it. I thought my passport was up next year oh. and I wanted to get a year to find someone. Yeah. And uh, it never quite worked out. So I've got another... Eight years now to try and get one. So oh, you got time. Well, thought, come to me, I'll do you a shit one. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking photo take and have a shit copy of myself. <laughs> Samuel. Uh, me, when did I first get into... Oh, was that the question? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's a weird thing. I, you know, I've always enjoyed drawing and doing that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, my family didn't really have the money to you know, take me around to big art goes and that kind of stuff my my brother although we don't talk anymore like he was drawing all the time so I, I think a lot of the time I was kind of taking inspiration from him so sometimes I'll sit with him and do some little stuff and what have you and my own and my own little doodles um and then obviously when I went to school I did it a lot there I think I got a higher grade than you actually yeah I failed art yeah <laughs> at GCSE <laughs> really, really and high. I never continued after yeah. that yeah mm. um but no, but then I, I went on from school to do a completely different form of art, which was dance and choreography. Um, and it wasn't until I met Johnny and saw that he was doing like little little bits here and there and really intricate stuff. And I was like, oh, I quite like this. I wouldn't mind getting back on the bandwagon. And then, yeah, that was it really. It was just, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I was exposed to, kind of I guess, a lot forces. of art at the time when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, you, you, were, you were down south near Southampton. So yeah. it's not exactly yeah. the most buzzing art <laughs> in the world is it it's no no yeah. like history wise it's great like Southampton's got a lot of history mm. but when it comes to art no it's there's not much there who was your favourite artist at that point when you started getting into art itself do you know it's, it's I, even now I find it a little embarrassing like, when it comes to art I can see the pieces and I I can kind of recognise who the people are but the, the the names of artists tend to get lost to me a lot of the time um, so that, yeah, same. That's, That's because we haven't been through, um, because we never continued art at school. Yes. We've not yeah. been through that process of um, recognising and learning all the artists' names and where they come from, etc. Mm. We're, kind of. we're, we're purely visual based, where yeah. we'll see something we like, and yeah. we don't necessarily take in their names, etc. Or the history of that person, or... Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes I do, I do look into them, like, I, I really love the Chapman Brothers, I think they're fantastic. Um, so I've read a lot on them. Mm. Um, Tracy Emin, I think she's really interesting. Really? Yeah, I, I know. It's controversial. It's, <laughs> a lot of people are telling know, me she's not really narcissist, blah, 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 blah. But oh, I don't she, know. I, yeah, oh, I'm saying I don't know. I disagree with it. I, I, yeah, same. Yeah, I think, I think there's something really interesting about her um, and her work, especially the unmade bed, which everyone seems to groan at whenever I mention it. But as a piece of documenting you know documenting a selection of her life uh depression is that right she was depressed in bed for two months or something yeah yeah um so you never knew that you never knew that mm -hmm. yes yeah, so this is where if we'd gone through but things like when it comes to like educating the like i it's, it's a really although i love art like i when it comes to text and that kind of stuff i'm not really like my mind tends to switch off so that's mm. why i think i didn't really 
know many names. Well, yeah. do you know what? Even though we don't, even we, in dance, though I didn't. I, oh, really? I can't name. E- even though we don't know the names of of um, artists per se um, or history, etc., I still wouldn't go through the art school route. I think yeah, um, no. everyone's funneled like um, like a machine. You go into the machine. Everyone does the same thing. You're sort of restricted of what you can do and express yourself, and then you will come out the same, and then you're allowed to go and explore. I think that's kind of. Well, I think it's like anything. Like it's you're... good for some, but not for yeah, others. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it like that. I mean, yeah. but I went there, you know. So yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of felt feel like we, we would have we would have been pushed here. And it there. feels to me like um, on an artist journey from mm. interest to being an artist that yeah. that whole journey. For me, the university bit was vital because you you go there, you pause, you get analysed for the way you think. Yeah, it might even you might even come out thinking the same way, but they are just pushing you to question different things, mm. and then you come out the other side. Like where you guys are saying now, you don't really sort of look at the history of the person that genre. Or you know that that field of art. Well, only but, if we're only if we're super interested in it, then we would. But which I do. Yeah, but then to me, I feel like when I hear you say that, then mm. you're missing out on stuff because you know even by just reading about something you're not necessarily interested in, there yeah. will be little nuggets of information that could be vital to your practice. Mm. Where you know you may not mm. be interested in Tracy Emmonson, but you might read one of her books and go, "Fucking hell, that's that's where I've been heading." Because something she might say, or mm. that's my opinion, mm. and I'm not. It's not right. But you're but more. You're, you know more about artists than what I do. Like yeah, I, I, I feel I like do. I, lived, I hardly yeah. know anything. Like it's like you know, you get asked that question a lot of time. Like you know, what inspired you to do this? And like a lot of time, I know with with you, Johnny, like you have a vision of where you're going with it. Yeah, and I kind of come along with it. Whereas for me, I'm doing it because I. I've enjoyed this little thing that I've seen and I, I want to try and do something like that and, and what have you. So for me, it's not necessarily about, I guess, looking around what people have done already. I just do it because I want to do it. Mm. Not yeah. because I'm inspired yeah. by someone or anything. Like, yeah, I think it's a bit weird when people like have to say something really philosophical to say this is why I do it. And it's like, yeah. no, I do it because I, I enjoy I it. I think there's a bit of stigma attached to artists yeah, where if, you, if you're perceived to... Um, you know, you're making something because you want to make it rather than there's there's a huge philosophy behind it. There's, there's or is it just a, a more in-depth answer? I guess people do want in-depth, in-depth answers, don't they? They, they? they want something extra to go with their work. Mm. But that's just not how it happens all the time. It does happen quite often with us, yeah. but not all the time, you know, and then... And then you feel like you're forced, you're being forced to almost lie about your work. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it like that personally. No, no. I mean, I see if someone asks me, you know, why I fell for my wife, mm. I don't say because she's just nice. Yeah, it's because of her sense of humour, because mm. she liked to listen, because we had the same interests. You know, mm. you do, you can give her a more in-depth answer, a more. Yeah, but I, I think sometimes it's more simplistic than that. So. Um, I don't know. Um, it doesn't have to be. I'm not saying I'm yeah, right. Yeah, mm. well, I, I think sometimes it doesn't have to be an extraordinary thing of why mm. you've done something. No, I, I think agree. it could be absolutely simplistic. It's because I just wanted to see what that would look like. Yeah. And, and that's it. 
and that's my answer. And and that's the stigma is that we're supposed to come up with this humongous philosophy. Oh, yes, yeah, I don't uh, think you're supposed to. Well, pe- no, people expect that from us, right? Yeah. As artists, I think it's the reaction we get from some people when they ask it, and when we do give them a simple one, you can kind of see in their face they're kind of like, oh. It doesn't happen all the time. It's very. It's not that often it happens, but when it, it does happen, it makes you think. Yeah. Oh. It shouldn't have to be you speaking for your work, should it? That's true. That's true. Yeah. And by the way, our work does have a lot of meaning and purpose. No, it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said to Michael earlier, we're in, oh, I should say we're in Michael Warner's studio recording this, um, and there's an artwork that Michael's put up, and I asked why the the dots that was on this specific artwork, and mm-hmm. you know why I coloured that way. I come from a fine art background, and on a fine art background, everything is considered. By Michael saying they're just random, is still a considered answer. That it doesn't have to be that yellow was put next to the purple because of this reason, and it doesn't. It can be just because it looked nice. Yeah. Because you know you still go, oh, that red might not look next good next to the orange, so I'll put it next to the green, for instance. But everything is still considered. Mm. And random is still one of those considerations. I guess so. Yeah, I can accept that. Well, there doesn't have to be a philosophical reason. Mm. Yeah. Well, as far as I'm concerned, either that or we we haven't put our finger on what why we why we're doing it. But it's all uh, a, it's all a fucking journey it anyway. To- isn't it? Totally yeah. is. Totally is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The difference with me and you, like you, like I honestly can't imagine Johnny doing anything else because like he's tried it, clearly doesn't work. So art is clearly your oh, field yes, where you no, enjoy. Yeah. Whereas with me, like I, you know, I do art when I can, but I work in retail. I don't want to work in retail, but I just happen to enjoy the company I'm with. So like, you know, when one day when this kicks off properly, hopefully, <laughs> I will leave and become full time. Who knows? Yeah, that makes sense. Full time <laughs> artist is tough. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a bit scary. Mm. Do you, are you a full-time artist? Full-time, yeah. yeah. It is, um... It's just this and the portraits on eBay, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's one of those ever services. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's tough being a, a, a full-time artist. You don't, income is irregular. The highs are high, the lows are low. You know, it's, um, I sometimes wish I can go into another field of work just as a sideline, but it's just not me. It's just, it's, um... And there's something woven into my soul yeah. that stops yeah, no, me from good. doing that's that. Good. You know, it's hard to explain to people who who work in regular jobs um, um, and have a regular schedule. It's really hard to convey to them just how embedded it is in yeah. you to not do that, to to, to no, be I'll, in your I'll own bubble. Yeah. Well, of course, because you're an artist as well. So when I'm talking to people, when I meet them, I, I say this a lot. Even though I'm not a painter. I will look how to paint that little white dot in their eye and then their iris. And, you know, and, and as I'm talking, there might be a bit of shadow on their nose and I'll be thinking how to draw or paint that bit of shadow. Mm. And it's, I get it all the time and it, it does my fucking head in, really. <laughs> but I can't think any other way. Yeah, I can't switch it off either. Yeah. I'm looking at colours and shapes and even here in Michael's studio with those dots, I'm thinking, you know, I wonder what a million of those dots would look like in one cluster. Yeah. I, I, can't, I cannot stop. I can't switch it off. And he's going, I don't want a cluster. They have to be in order. Put <laughs> <laughs> your fucking cluster away with you. Yeah. Quite like organised chaos, I guess. Organised chaos. Good yeah. way to that describe a, our work. That is yeah. a very good way. Yeah. I like that. When did you realise that you wanted to become Love Jordan? How did Love Jordan come about? So I was, I was already 
after the eBay crap, <laughs> I was uh, I was I was branching out. Series, your going. eBay series. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the pinnacle of my career. Um, I, I moved on to uh, more experimenting on canvases, kind of kind of nonsense, really. Um, still quite intricate, but again, nonsense. I was, I guess, I was exploring, exploring materials, exploring ideas. I suppose that's what you would do yeah. if I'd continued. That's continued after GCSE, and mm. um, this is the sort of stuff um, that we would do. Um, and then Sam started taking an interest, and I think the first time we did, we did like a collab on a canvas or something in ink pens. No, I honestly can't remember. What well, how did you two come about as a unit? Oh god! So I, so I met you in a. You were working in a, a card shop. In a card we shop. Had a mutual friend. Yeah, who introduced us. Yeah, and it. it, it um, it just bloomed from there. Yeah, I, guess. Start, I think we started hanging out a few times. Yeah, and yeah. then I kind of saw the work that some of the little bits that he was doing, and then I remember the one that caught my attention. It was a little, I don't know, like a fifty by fifty doodle. I say, I, I say, it's a doodle because it's the only thing. I can no, think it was. Of. It was a doodle that but, I, I call them doodles that have gone mad, where they've just yeah. expanded, and, and it's no longer a doodle, is it? It's something. No, like, like you know, huge. you've got actual like little figurines in one bit, and then suddenly it blossoms into some weird. Squiggly fire looking mm. thing, which and doesn't look like fire, and who yeah, would like that? <laughs> and then I was kind of like, yeah, I can't quite like this. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we actually asked if I could join it. I think I just did. Yeah, ma- yeah, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a stream of consciousness. I like it? that. I like that that it just merged into each other, yeah. mm. rather yeah. than you saying, "Right, shall we start up a duo?" As it were. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I like. I like that. And then obviously, when we moved here, because obviously we were in Southampton, and then we moved here. And then... Oh, you were both in Southampton? Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I know. I grew up in Southampton. Like, I we, I think from my years at school, from like year three to even 11, I think we moved eight times, all in Shit. in Hampshire. Like, we just yeah. moved around all the time for various reasons. And then settled in... Oh, my God, where were we? In Eastleigh, which is where I met you. Because mm-hmm. I was at college at the time. And then I went to uni, which I didn't, I didn't finish uni. Um, but then yeah, <laughs> but then yeah, we yeah. moved here. And although, like Johnny said earlier, that his parents aren't that, they make it quite obvious that they're not that into art. Saw something with you because that's why we got our first studio because his dad paid for it for the first year. Well, oh, wow. I, I think I um, think what happened there was my dad was concerned that um, oh, okay. I was sort of adrift. Um, yeah, just trying to anchor you down and I think make so. you do something rather than floating about one bit. Yeah, yes. And I thank God Good he day, did. Though. Yeah, thank God he did. So he 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 paid a year, a full year here at Wimbledon Art Studios, um, and then gradually um, I took over the rent. Um, and it's been eleven years, twelve years now. Uh, eleven so, years in. Yeah, eleven years. Yeah. So it's been a long time, and that's all thanks to my dad sort of taking that leap of faith, recognizing something. Mm. Or, or not recognise something, maybe yeah. and just wanted to anchor us down, like yeah. I said. Um, I, think he's, I think he's learned... Well, I don't think he would have done it if he thought it wasn't going to... I don't know. There wasn't something there. Yeah, I po- yeah, probably, actually. It's probably just the, the dad seeing the eagerness mm. in, the, in the child's mind and words, yeah. eh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, he also did reveal to me once um, um, people would ask him, I, I've got two brothers, so what's my eldest brother doing? And he would say, yeah, he's doing this. What's the middle brother doing? Yeah, he's doing that. What, what, what's your youngest doing? And I'll be, he'll be like, oh, he's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ask him. 
I think you found that a bit embarrassing. I totally get where he's coming from there. But to say, yeah, he's an artist, it's a bit different, isn't it? Oh, yeah, since then, he's seen loads of loads of our works. And, you know, he, he, get, he, he gets it to an extent now. And he, he's astonished. He came to one of our, he came to our solo show uh, this year. For the first time, we went to one of our solo shows. And he just sat and he watched. And he watched people get excited about our work and then purchase our work. And he watched us interacting with, with people. And it just, I think the penny dropped And it's good to introduce someone into a new world. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. fascinated. I wanted, I wanted to watch him watching everyone else. Yeah. You know, but I couldn't. But uh, Bit of artwork on its own, right? Yeah. yeah. I could see, you can see him taking everything in and it was, you know, it was really nice. Um, he, he's not a man of, he, he wouldn't gush at us. You know, he wouldn't no. tell us his feelings no. and stuff. So I hear it stepping hand from my mum and my mum was like, <laughs> yeah, he's really proud. <laughs> it was just really nice. Really nice. Which piece that you've created do you hold most dear? Ooh. Oh, God! Oh, there's a, and there's it'd be a, an individual to, to yeah, both. Yeah, of you, yeah, yeah. No, that's, oh wow! Do you know my the, the best achievement? Um, we made a paper library. Uh, it was what was it? it was six foot long and about oh, I don't know how to put it was. Oh my god! About a meter and a half tall, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Is this the second one? The big, big, with the, the big, floor? the big one. It was a miniature library made of white paper books. In fact, there was loads, loads of things in there. Um, it's called the Unconscious Library, and we managed to, in the end, we managed to make one hundred thirty thousand tiny paper. Fucking yeah, man. things for this library, and every, I'm sure, there's more. Than every that. time, yeah, every time we showed it. Um, to be fair to your dad here, if, if you lived in my house, I'd want rid of you as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Italians to people. <laughs> wow, that's quite an achievement. Yeah, every time we, every time we showed it um, and it didn't sell, we just took the case off and added more and more to it. So we ended up at 130,000 nice. pieces inside. I was super proud of that because every time someone walked into our studio or into a show and saw that, the, the gasps, the, you know, it was... It was all inspiring, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. for me, yeah. I, I don't like <laughs> because I because I stare at my work quite a lot. Obviously, because I'm the artist, um, I tend to not start hating it, but become so accustomed to it. It's it's yeah. it's a piece of my work. Yeah. So it's really nice when someone new with fresh eyes comes in and sees it, and they gasp and they they sort of fawn over it. It's lo- it's <laughs> such a nice feeling, um, and I know I've done something good when that happens. You know. So every time, every time we showed it and that happened, I thought, oh, I felt so proud of myself. Like, oh, I made that. And did it sell in the end? Did. It sold yeah. in um, sort of part Miami. of Miami Art Basel. Nice. Yeah. That was one of, that was our first sort of big sale. Because that's what we just got with our gallery, wasn't it? And mm. that was the first. Is it a gallery you're still with? Yeah, yes. it's Wolf Gallery on Charlotte Street. Yeah. Yeah. And um, was, first, was that the first show we kind of went to, like proper show we went to with him? Yes, yeah, and he took a massive gamble, didn't he? Taking that over. I don't know how much it costs to ship something that big over and that heavy over to uh, Miami. Yeah. Um, Pleased he did, though, because, yeah, sold. Um, We were obviously ecstatic about that. Yeah, so I hold that one. That holds a special place in my heart. I felt like we'd broken through after that moment. Would yours be the same, Sam? Kind of, kind of. I mean, as much as I love that big one, because that one kind of got us on like wow this is actually a career that we could have um it was the original one that we did which was a an even smaller library mm-hmm. in a dome um and the thing i loved oh, yes. you remember yes. the thing i loved about it like in the dome we had another miniature version of it inside nice. this little yeah, dome. Yeah, and it, yeah. it kind of i said there's something about it that 
captured my attention. I think because it's it's one of the, like we were talking about earlier on about listening to podcasts when we're doing when we're doing stuff. Like I think I spent a year going through the whole of X Files whilst folding lots and lots <laughs> of paper. So like, it's like a nice year yeah. of my life feeding loads of stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Where do you go to relax? Oh. Um, well, I maintain that um, I don't relax. Um, <laughs> I'm always sort of doing something. <laughs> I am though, right? I'm, do, yeah, I'm no, always I... doing something. I don't, I don't think I know how to relax. I think relaxing for me is when things are going right and then I'm relaxed. Got you. Yeah. Um, even... When your mind's not pounding away, pounding away. Yeah, when, when, when I'm, I'm not up against it with a deadline or commissions are packing, stacking up and stuff like that. If if everything's under control, I'm I'm relaxed Good. and I feel content with life. Um, it's a, a, a sort of a plain field, you know. You can see you can see the end. Um, other than that, I mean, if you want to know where we go on holiday, we go to Tokyo. Uh, <laughs> that's quite for me. That's quite relaxing, even though it's yeah, even though it's like a buzzing metropolis, you know, of noise and colour and sound and, and smell and everything. Um, I you know I'm quite relaxed there as well. Yeah. So, oh, crikey! It's it's um. I don't know. It's the many th- many things I think make me chilled out. I think I'm probably chilled out most of the time. Um, when I'm not doing, I don't know. Yeah, you are quite it's chill, aren't you? Yeah, I think my whole temperament is very chilled out. Um, I guess things I like to do when I'm not doing artwork is like you know I like going sightseeing a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and then the other side, which probably most people think is really boring, but video games. I think I'm on them a lot because that's like my full on chill out area yeah so it's not that exciting <laughs> but like I said about Tokyo it's um, you know I like going around London but then when you go to Tokyo it's like London on acid it's bizarre and clean it's all clean yeah weirdly clean right not weirdly clean I can, I can see why it's so clean because well, like yes. they're on it yeah they're really yeah. <laughs> did you see them at the World Cup no, no I didn't at the end of the World Cup yeah all the fans left. Oh, there were several up. dozen with pulled out bin bags and picking all their rubbish <laughs> yeah, up. How it? beautiful is that? Oh, how lovely is That's that? That's a lesson right? to the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's like when they're at school? Like they don't have cleaners at school. The the kids do it. That's that's the whole yeah, child labour, isn't it? God, like if 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 a lot, <laughs> I think a lot of the kids here, especially ones of like family members that I know, had that at school, there'd be a little. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, just on the whole, they're very considerate. Um, nation. Yeah, I, I left my I left my camera, a very expensive camera, in a in a Starbucks about four or five hours. Came back in a panic. No, it was still there, untouched, because no no one in Japan wants to be that person who steals. No, no one wants to be that person. You know? I just don't think it, it's very rare that you get people there that are of a criminal mind. I guess I don't Abs- know. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's a really bizarre thing though, because I know recently there, I think Japan, Japan are kind of relaxing the law and letting foreigners move there a little bit more um, and of course like you would be worried about your like your country's safety and that kind of stuff but at the same time the people that I guess this is from my perspective people that go to Japan as outsiders surely you're going there because you love how this culture is all laid yeah. out so why would you go there with the intent being an ass yeah, yeah. I don't know maybe I'm just looking at the world in too well, fluffy I mean you say that you. There, there's that YouTuber Logan Paul I think oh, really which he completely disrespected yeah. The entire country. I, I, I'm embarrassed for him and America and Japan. Yeah. 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 
So there you go. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, I've gone off on a tangent <laughs> This there. is a good, a good question for you guys. You and five other artists, past or present, what would your perfect group show be? Oh, wow. Ooh. That that is a that is a a really good question actually. Um, I mean, I I would love to do a show with other artists who do intricate work like us. You know, I, um, to an extent though, because obviously if you have a whole show where it's all the same kind of thing, like you're going to walk in and be like, "What the hell am I looking at?" That, that doesn't matter. No, that doesn't matter. I okay. mean. Because that's the beauty of doing the show like we're doing here. Because it's, it's I, so I can't, I can't. Go on, go on. It's the opposite you need. Yeah, yeah. It's the opposite. You need to walk in to a pile of Tim Noble and Sue Webster's junk portraits <laughs> because they're so organic and and then have an order somewhere else, is my opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh, so, so you, you'd like a sort of mishmash of different... I would love like. to walk in and see a chaos and then order... Yeah, to see a lot of all for me as a, a viewer. Yeah, to see a lot of order. No, that wouldn't that wouldn't do it for me as a viewer personally. Because if you look at our like, so when mm. whenever we do you know group shows and stuff like that, where let's say for a women art studio, when they do the open shows that they do here, look at the people that come into our room. Like they walk in and they often think there's about four or five artists there already because each of our pieces are so different. So if you go into a gallery where yeah. there is. Well, well, I'm not. I'm not expect when I say that it should be. We, we I would like to collaborate with people who have the same style as ours. Mm. Um, I don't mean the whole show is going to be the same thing over and over again because it's not, is it? It's not. Well, I walked no. into a Bridget Riley exhibition and every single one was just a an eye watering, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. really hard to look at paintings on every single wall. And that was quite a challenging thing to walk through, but. But because it's going to be because it, I'm saying intricate, um, each piece will be different. It would be a different. It would be like walking into a show with with uh, many artists doing many many different styles. What I'm saying is, I want the whole thing to be mind blowingly intricate. So you stand in front of each one and go, Jesus Christ, that's a million uh, rice grains stood on its end. Move mm. on to the next one, and uh, there's um, fifty million hairs yeah. hung up yeah, on the yeah, wall, yeah. kind of thing. I like okay. I, I like to see a piece of artwork and I like to know that someone has toiled over it and put some amazing intense effort into it and there it is on the wall there bang I like that yeah. I like that kind of thing and to have a whole gallery full of that kind of mind blown thing hey heaven that's heaven for me and Sam what's your <laughs> what's your perfect... do you know I was so into listening to you two that my mind went um Honestly, I, I don't know. I just, I, this is what, like, if I was to go, what my perfect kind of, so I think it'd be, I kind of, I get what, I'm, I like what you're saying in terms of, like, yeah, doing intricate work where everyone's kind of got a similar temperament, I guess, but in different ways, but mm. I guess I would kind of prefer your approach to it, which is everything's just so different. Yeah. Every little piece is different. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't mind yeah. that either. I'm just, yeah. No, no, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, well, like, uh, when, when you were talking, I mean, I yeah. wrote down an artist here, Cornelia Parker. Mm-hmm. I've heard of the name. When you was talking about your organised chaos and about how you're a little bit, I was going to say rough around the edges, yeah, yeah, to no, your right. straight yeah. line. Um, Cornelia Parker, for instance, she'd done the beautiful work where she got all of these instruments and just flattened them. Nice. Um, 
and then just hung them about four inches off the ground. So that, that is that organised, mm-hmm. and the, the chaos is where it's all been run over and steamrolled, you know? Nice. I like that. I like and, that. Or, or she, there was another beautiful one I heard. She got, I think it was either ammunition or a gun that she had crushed and woven into wire. And then she started making pictures out of that wire of either the ammunition or the the, the gun itself. So she's like taking the form, ruining it, pulling it out, making it something else, and then making it something else, another artwork out of that entirely. She wasn't the one who exploded the shed. She was. Yeah, what, that, and that's then she incredible hung piece. the explosion. Oh, Isn't that yeah, a I know beautiful that one. Thing? That was incredible. <laughs> that's organised chaos. Yeah, yeah that was incredible. Yeah. I've seen that a few times now. Yeah, and each time it just takes my breath away. Brilliant. Brilliant. She mm. is a perfect one for you yeah. to look at. That's great. I love that. If you wasn't an artist, Sam, what would you want to be? Well, I'm looking actually now about going because I only went to uni for a couple of months which is really embarrassing and then I left um but I really want to go back to do um it's a toss-up between practical archaeology which is entirely different to anything I wasn't expecting that to come out of your mouth um or just doing doing history in general to you know be some kind of historian like although I'm, with the way your mind works from yeah. what I can gather for this conversation yeah you just having a little pick and a, a, a pick as in a small handheld <laughs> pick and a tooth and, and, a, and a, a, a small yeah. brush. Yeah. Doing archaeology would be right up your street, it, it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, I find it bizarre when I really look at it about the direction I've kind of gone. Because that, you know, I remember as a kid, like being in the garden with my dad doing time team challenges oh, in the garden, perfect. which was awesome. Brilliant. And then uh, for some reason, I did dance and choreography. And then I've ended up here, which obviously I wouldn't change anything because <laughs> I enjoy my life. It's a big um, tangent, yeah. But you're, I'm never too late to to go back, so I'm definitely already looking about going into it. Obviously, yeah. if the art continues to go in the direction it's going, then of course that will probably take centre stage and I can do what I want to do in the background. Yeah, in, mm. yeah it's what Open University is good for. Good. They do uh, extended courses. Yeah. yeah. Jenny? Oh God! Um, <laughs> do you know I've had yeah, a I'm slew. Actually, I want to know. Yeah, do you know I've had a slew of uh, of jobs. I've been fired from. This is my my little uh, claim of you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've been fired from every single job I've ever had, apart from being an artist. Because okay. I can't find myself. Obviously. <laughs> I could try, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so something not working with people would be great. <laughs> The general public, <laughs> not you guys listening. Yeah. You guys are great. Um, I don't know. I kind of, kind of, kind of fancy myself as I don't know, a writer, maybe or something. But still be in the creative sector. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's so it's tough, isn't it? It's tough to imagine my, imagine yourself in a another career when you've been in this one, this one, and so long, and this one that we enjoy so much. To yeah. then say. What other career would you do? Mm. It's quite hard. Yeah. To to. I mean, I always have a little thing in me. I'd always, uh, for years, I've just yeah. wanted to have a little pig farm. Well, really, that's interesting. Yeah. Just the, just have like half a dozen rare rare breed pigs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> not, not good for the <laughs> <I> pig. <know. laughs> <but>. <laughs> Blimey, yeah. That what would you? What awesome. would you? What sell sell sausages or something? Yeah, or? I'd, I'd I'd like if if I didn't have. The art within me. Yeah. I, I would love to have a little small holding, pigs, little butchery. 
Oh, wow. And that's, that's isn't cool. that strange? Yeah, I, I thought all three of us would think of something huge, you know, like aim for the sky, but we've gone for quite humble things. Yeah, that's quite nice. I don't know where that would come from. Well, well you never, you don't have any pig farmers in the family? or. or... I worked on a pig farm when I was in oh, jail years ago and loved it. I really loved it. Do you know, they're quite sweet creatures, aren't they, really? No, I loved it. I remember the job you would do because you do write stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that could be a direction for you. No? Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would, I would, okay, let's anchor it down. I'll, I'll be a writer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. know what I need to do with you later. Well, that's <laughs> all of the seven questions asked. But then I have a couple of little just sub-questions okay. just for you. Other than River Runs Through It, what have you got coming up? Uh, so we have a, we're part of Art Basel in Miami again with Wolf Gallery. Nice. That's in December, I believe. Yes. So we'll be sending over um, some large um, bottled pigment work, um, some paper libraries. Do um, either of you go with it? Sadly, no, we, we can, we can go with it, but we, we prefer to, because it's such a nightmare shipping things. Mm. Um, and our gallery prefers to ship it themselves so they can take full responsibility Good. rather than have it, you know, many, many hands in the pot yeah. that something could go wrong. Um, so we just hand our pieces to them and it go over. We, we can go over, obviously, um, but we haven't been. I'm a bit... We, I'm thought, a bit, about, we, yeah. we thought about going to New York because we're doing the New York Affordable um, again this year with January, Wolf I think, gallery. actually. No. Oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> There's a lot. I There's think, a lot I think, happening. Is it usually like in November or something? But like we had thought about going to that. Mm. Um, but if we don't go this year, we'll definitely go next year. Mm. Penning it in. Yeah, we've been quite um, successful in America, which yeah. is great. Um, I think we've sold out three times, maybe. Nice. Four. So yeah, we're doing quite well there. Um, and it's a really fun show because they really love to. They really love their Instagram over there. Mm. So I can literally put the location in Instagram of the show. And I can see photos coming up, and sometimes it's our our work. It's, oh, it's like we are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's really yeah. it's, oh, it's it's really exciting. Good. You know, even though the time difference, I'm up I'm up to like <laughs> two three in the morning. Right? Another one, another one's taking photos of our work. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite exciting. And you never yeah. know. And he's it, Art Basel is humongous. Mm. Yeah. Um, we're not in, we're not in the Art Basel, the main arena. We're in something called Art Context Context Art mm. is what we're in, which is but it's part of Art Basel Week. And you just never know who's going to walk into a no. show like that. You never know. I, I believe uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was there last year, and some other uh, Seth Rogen maybe. I'm nice. Not sure. So yes, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. Mm. Yeah. And you only need one of them to ping something up on Instagram and then sell go potty for a little while, don't oh, you? Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm. Where can people find you? Website and social media. Um, so I've just revamped our website. We are www.lovejordan.net um, and also I'm pretty much Instagramming daily, which is again at lovejordanart. Super. And just before we go, just tell us again the title of your up and coming show and the dates. So it's a river runs through it and it's at Galleria Oxo, which is underneath Oxo Tower on the South Bank. And it runs from the 4th to the 8th of September. And we open from 11 till 8 in the evening. Super. Johnny, Lovely. Samuel, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. 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 Well, I've never said that before. <laughs> there we go. Love, Jordan. That was another podcast that I really did have a lot of fun making. We had a couple of differences of opinions in a few areas, but that just makes for a good conversation, right? If you haven't seen their work recently, go over to their Instagram page. 
there's a few little snippets there of the items that are going into this show. And this podcast is being released on the first day of that show. And in just a couple of days' time, the last in this set of three is going to be released. And that is going to be Susan Bunn. So if you're in London, get over to the South Bank and make your way to Gallery Oxo. I'm going to keep this outro nice and sweet. But all I'm going to say, like every week, is whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, there should be a means to like, subscribe or leave a comment. If you could leave a comment, that would be really good for us and anybody else who's looking for an art podcast. So thanks for listening and I'll see you in just a couple of days. Ta-da! Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.